2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 to 17. You, however, know all about my teachings, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, and suffering. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, and the, in the, the persecutions I endured? Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and impersonators will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced, because you know those from whom you learnt it. And have from infancy you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture in God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I often hear people saying things like, Oh, you don't believe the Bible, do you? It's just an old collection of fairy stories. But the people who say that uh, usually haven't read the Bible. And uh, if they have, they certainly haven't tried to understand it. Uh, I do believe the Bible. And I think we've got very good reason for doing so. And that's what we're looking at today. So Paul, who wrote uh, this letter to Timothy, he said that all scripture is God-breathed. Uh, that means it's been inspired by God. And we'll talk about that more that later. Uh, but basically what he's saying is that the Bible has come about through a combination of human writers and God's Holy Spirit. And we're going to use that word spirit to help us to remember lots of cool stuff about the Bible. And uh, each letter of the word spirit is going to represent a word. Now, these words are big words. Okay, so don't worry, I'm going to explain what each one of these means. Um, it's, called, it's called a mnemonic. So uh, let's go through them. So the, the, for special, the Bible is special, it's perpetual, it's inspired, it's revelatory, it's influential, and it's transformative. So I did say they're big words, but we'll uh, work through those. So we'll start with special. The Bible is special. It's unique. There is no other book like it in the world. Now, today I've got a few prizes that I can... I don't normally hand out uh, chocolates for uh, prizes. I know these are gluten-free. They're not dairy-free. Um, but what we do is if you get a prize, we'll hold on to it and you can you can get it for morning tea. How does that sound? They're, they're Freddo frogs, but I've got to admit, I did leave them out and they melted a bit, which means that we've now got, instead of Freddo frogs, I think we've got Freddo blobs. But uh, they will taste the same. Okay. So they'll be good. So the first question is, and I guess the closest answer uh, wins it. So how many people do you think wrote the Bible? So the Bible's been written by lots of different people. How many do you think? Guess a number. What do you think, Cassie? 28. How many? 28. 28. That's a pretty good guess. How many? 1,000. 1,000. Okay. Up in, the, up in the stakes a bit there. Anna? 30. 30. Okay. What do, you, what do you think, Louisa? 100. 
100, good guess. Trevor's 40. 36, do you know what? I'm going I'm I'm to stop it there because no one's going to uh, get closer than Travis. He said 40, and it is 40. Uh, it, it, we think about 40 uh, people, 40 different authors uh, wrote the Bible. That would be, be your one, Travis. Okay. Uh, we think about 40 different people wrote the Bible. All kinds of different people, prophets, fishermen, kings, farmers, doctors, historians, loads of different people, 40, around 40 people wrote the Bible. And how long do you think it took to write the Bible? Over what period of time was it written? So that's the next question. What do you reckon, Cassie? Hundreds of years. That's a bit vague. Ten. Ten, ten, did you say ten hundred? Fifty years. Fifty years. So you're going with fifty years. Okay. Cassie. Uh, sorry, uh, Anna. A month. A month. Okay. <laughs> Might be a bit longer than a month. What, what do you reckon, Alan? How long? Six years. Six years? Sixty. Sixty years, Caleb? 5,000? Is that what you said? 5,000? 20. 20? 12. 12? 100. 300? Oh. Three years. Three years. Do you know what? Actually, Louisa, I think you're the closest. I think you're the closest. That'll be yours. That'll be yours for morning tea. I think you're the closest. It, uh, oh, we can't have any answers now. It's too late. But uh, you can answer the next question. Four years is a good guess. But actually, it, it was more like 1,500 years. The Bible has been, more or less, the Bible has been written over a period of time of about 1,500 years. and no other book like that. Uh, and the Bible isn't just a book. It's a library of 66 books broken into two main sections. Who can tell me what the two main sections of the Bible is? What do you reckon, Antoinette? New Testament and Old Testament. So we've got the Old Testament that looks at uh, God's story before Jesus came into the world. So everything about God's dealings with the people of Israel before Jesus. And then uh, we've got the New Testament, which is God's story from Jesus onwards. And what's amazing is that even though the Bible is made up of lots and lots of stories, there's so many stories in the Bible, they all come together to make one big story. And it's a bit like this. So uh, who do you think this is? Who do you reckon, Louisa? That's Jesus. And we can see that's Jesus. But if you look really carefully, that image of Jesus has been made up of hundreds and hundreds of little photos of individual people. And so the Bible is made up of lots of stories that all come together to make one big story that points to Jesus. Next, next, next question. How many languages do you think the New Testament has been translated into? So we know that we can get it in English and Spanish and Dinka and Arabic and Portuguese and all these languages. How many languages do you think? What do you reckon, Cassie? 3,600. Pardon? 3,600, okay, that's a, that's a good guess. What do you reckon, Andre, because you, you wanted to answer the last one? Have you got a guess? Four years. You reckon four? Mm-hmm. Four, we're on to languages. Okay, four, so, so four, okay. What, what do you reckon, uh, Alan? 20, Caleb? 150? 195. 195, look, we've got uh, Taropa wanting to win a Freddy, Fredo Frog. <laughs> 
Ah, 35, 35, okay. Well, I can tell you that the new, te- uh, who, Cassie, I think, I think you were the closest. I think you were the closest with saying 3,000 because uh, the, the, the New Testament has been translated into 1,622 languages. That is more than any other book in the world. So even if the Bible was just a book, it would be a very special book indeed. The Bible is special. There's no other book like it. Uh, the next thing is the Bible is perpetual. That means never ending or never changing. And that's what's important about this. The Bible never changes. Some people say, well, the Bible has been written, uh, it was written thousands of years ago. Uh, it must have been changed over time. So how can we rely on the Bible? But uh, take the New Testament, for example. We literally have thousands thousands of copies of the original text, the original writings. We've got thousands of copies of it. And they all say the same thing, with the exception of the occasional typo. So we can be pretty sure what the original said. And it's like this. Okay, so what I've got here, well, um, I wrote a letter. So a very simple letter, just three words, Jesus is Lord. I wrote that letter. There it is up on the uh, screen. So What I want you guys to do is each of you, you're going to come forward, you're going to take a post-it note and a pen, and you're going to go to any adult you like in the church, and you're going to get them to copy that letter down onto the post-it note. Do you think you can do this, adults? you think you can copy that letter accurately onto the post-it note? That's what you're going to try to do, okay? So, kids, come and grab a post-it, a pen, go to any adult, get them to copy that letter... And, uh, and get back to me as quick as you can with, uh, with this copied letter that I've got on the screen. And if you've brought your Bibles to church, which you should have done, you'll have something to rest on. <laughs> so if I see any really squiggly writing, I know that you haven't got your Bible with you. <laughs> Okay, we've got the first one back. First in, well done. Well done. Okay, this is looking promising. Well done. Thank you. Have a a seat back down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb. Okay, everyone back in. Oh, we've got some people still writing. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Well done. I'll take the pen if you like. Okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Well done, Andre. Thank you. Sit down. And David, last one in. Oh, pens. Thank you. Okay. So, let's say now that we don't have my original letter. It's gone. It's been lost. We haven't got it. But we do have all these copies of my original letter. So let's read them. Jesus, you haven't let me down, I don't think. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Someone nearly spelt, misspelt Jesus there and had to go over the letter, but, (laughs) but it's been corrected. It's right. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Okay. And they, they all say the same thing. So, you know, even though we don't have my original letter, we can be absolutely certain what it said because we've got so many copies and they all say exactly the same thing. And it's very much like that with the Bible. 
We don't have the original letters, for example, that Paul sent, but we've literally got thousands of copies that all say the same thing. Uh, very old copies, copies that were made very soon after it was first written. And so we know that the Bible hasn't been changed over the years, as some people would try to tell us. Uh, God's word hasn't been changed. God's word doesn't change. It is perpetual. Remember that big word. We can't change it because there are bits of it we don't like. We can't change it to say what we would like it to say. We can't change it to try and fit it in with the culture of the day. A lot of people have tried to, to change God's word or at least uh, change our understanding of it. And that's why Paul says evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you know, if we read the Bible carefully and prayerfully and we study it and we pay careful attention to what Christians have said down through the ages, then we will not be deceived. So the Bible is special. It's perpetual. It's also inspired. Paul says it's God-breathed. That means that the Holy Spirit was working in and through the people who wrote the Bible, just like the Holy Spirit can work in and through us today. And I've represented, what have I used to represent the Holy Spirit there, Louisa? What have I used to represent the Holy Spirit? It's a dove and it's fire, because often in the, in the Bible, that's what we use to uh, represent the Holy Spirit. But inspired by God doesn't mean dictated by God. It doesn't mean that, you know, like someone had a set of headphones on and God was giving them every single precise word that they had to write and they wrote down exactly what God was dictating. Not, not like that. That's not how it worked. And I think I can demonstrate this to you. So I need two volunteers. Okay. Alan, your voice went straight up, and Ruby, let's have you as well. Okay, so if everyone just move back a little bit. So, Alan, I want you to start here, okay, and just 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 uh, just stand here uh, there. Okay, that's fine. Um, and Alan, if you face that direction. Okay, now Ruby, you start over here. So, Ruby, what I want you to do is listen exactly to what I say, and just do exactly what I tell you. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to show you two examples. This is the first one. So, Ruby, I want you to take, let's say, eight paces towards that wall. Okay, now I want you to... Oh, keep facing the wall. Now, now I want you to take two paces backwards. Okay, there you go. Now I want you to turn and face the screen. Now I want you to step up onto the stage. Now I want you to take one step forward. Now I want you to turn and face Alan. Now I want you to extend your hand like that. Now I want you to give a big grin and say, how are you? And Alan, if you shake Ruby's hand. Okay, great. You've introduced yourself. Now that's one way of doing it. Now come, come down this way. Oh, Alan, Alan, go back. There's one more example. Come back, Ruby. So that was the first way. That's the first example. Now, Ruby, what I want you to do is just go and introduce yourself to Alan. Okay? However you want to do that. Go on. Okay. Well done. Okay. So take a bow and take a seat. (laughs) 
So, so which of those examples, the first or the second one, do you think is most like being inspired by God? Which one do you think is most like the way God uh, worked through us to write the Bible? Pardon? You think the first one? Anything? Any, anything? Do, you think the second one, David? Okay. I would say the second one. Okay, the second one is more like being inspired uh, by God. Um, with the second one, it was still God's idea. It was God's initiative. It was God's will that was being done. God, uh, you know, was, was the one behind it. But Ru- Ruby's will was involved as well. And Ruby um, had the, a choice. You could have refused to go and introduce yourself. And uh, Ruby had to work out how she was going to introduce herself to Alan. Uh, so that's more like what it what we're talking about when we, when we say inspired by God. So no, no illustration is perfect, but that gives us a little idea of how God works in and through us and how God works in and through the authors of the Bible. Um, so the Bible is special, it's perpetual, it's inspired, and it's revelatory. Revelatory. The Bible reveals things to us. It shows us things that we could never know unless God made them known to us. And uh, we only know about God because he's made himself known to us. And there are basically three main ways, I think, that God makes himself known to us. Let's see if we can get these. So the first one, what do you think this represents? How does God make himself known to us? Through what? Through his past. Yeah, well, that's a that's a that's a good thinking there, Anna. That he he sets a path before us, but that's not quite what I had in mind. What what do we see there? What do you see there, Flowers. Elena? Flowers. What else, Louisa? Trees. Trees. A path to God. A path to God. Okay, Ruby. Pardon. So, so really what I'm getting at, what, what do we see as a whole, if you were to describe the whole picture, not just one little bit of the picture, David, what would we say? The first bit of the picture is like the Okay, that's breaking it down, the flowers, the fields, the, the mountains. Cassie, last one? God's creation. Okay, you got it. Okay, one of the ways that God reveals himself to us is through nature. We look at the beauty and the intricacy and the fine-tuning and the complexity of the world and the universe we live in. We think, wow, this is amazing. This must have had a creator. So that's one of the ways that God reveals himself to us to us uh, through the natural world that he's created. Uh, secondly, God reveals himself to us through, what do you reckon? How does God reveal himself to us? What's that, Travis? Through the Bible. Now, the Bible doesn't answer every single question that we could ever have, but the Bible does tell us everything we need to know to have a friendship with God. Uh, What's more, the Bible helps us to make sense of the world. It answers questions like, why am I here? What's life all about? Why does the world seem like it's in such a mess? What is God doing about it? And where is everything headed? So the Bible gives us a lens through which we can understand 
uh, the whole of life and all of our experiences. The third way that God makes himself known to us is, what do you think this represents, or who, I should say, Anna? Through love, that's a good answer, but I'm after a person's name. Lisa? Jesus. Yeah, if we want to know what God is like, we look to Jesus. But how do we know about Jesus? How do we know about Jesus? Where do we learn about Jesus? Cassie? From the Bible. So we remember that the whole of the Bible points to Jesus. So the Bible is special. It's perpetual. It's inspired. It's revelatory. And we're going to do the last two together. It's also influential and transformative. Now, when I was a child, my favorite author was Roald Dahl. Put your hand up if you've ever read a Roald Dahl book. Adults as well. Who's read Roald Dahl? So almost, almost everyone. Well, I love Roald Dahl. Okay, hands down. Uh, now, up until a certain age, I didn't like eating any fruit or vegetables. I didn't like any of it. I, was like, I didn't want to eat it. Uh, one day, I started reading James and the Giant Peach. Okay, you, who's read James and the Giant Peach? Okay, I started reading this book about James and all these little creatures that were living on this huge peach and eating this succulent peach. And I found myself craving peaches. I wanted to eat a peach. So I said to my mum, can you get peaches? And she got them and I ate one. And from that point on, I started to eat more fruit and vegetables. a true story. So James and the giant peach influenced me. It changed something about my life. Uh, books can change people, but no book has changed more people more powerfully than the Bible. In fact, the Bible has changed the whole world. This book, this book is powerful. It's dynamite. In fact, it's so powerful that it's been banned in uh, so many countries. It's banned more than any other book that's ever been written because it's powerful. People are sometimes afraid of the power of Scripture. But the reason the Bible is so powerful, the reason the Bible is so powerful is that it is God's Word. It points to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, works through it. In verse 10, Paul says, You know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance. Paul is describing the kind of life that the Bible encourages us to live. We know the Bible is true because if we read it as part of an ongoing relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we will be changed and transformed for the better. We can trust the Bible because it is special. It's perpetual. It's inspired. It's revelatory. It's influential. It's transformational, and the Spirit of God runs right the way through it and impacts our world through it as well. So let's pray, and then we'll... Oh, this has got rather lopsided during the course of that talk. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you speak to us through the written word. This is absolutely phenomenal That to think that you who created the whole universe speak to us in words that we can read. 
And I pray, Father, that we'll get excited about reading your word and understanding it and seeking help when we get to tricky bits that we can't quite make sense of. Lord, help us to, uh, to know more of you through reading your word and enjoying it and uh, living by it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.